tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know who you Welcome to the Bench on self podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anshi, and thank you so much for tuning in. Bench on self podcast is about navigating binge eating disorder struggles, disordered eating, and negative body image. Although I share my personal experience with having a negative body image, eating disorders, and I do uncover bits of my personal story, this podcast is not as much about me as it is about you beautiful human beings who struggle, who fight, who grow, and who evolve every single day. This podcast is for anyone who wants to feel supported on their recovery journey and simply for anyone who's trying to improve their relationship with themselves. I believe together we can turn something so negative, such as binge eating, into something more positive and hopefully go from binging on food and self-hatred to binging on self-love. Subscribe to the Bench on Selva podcast on your favorite platform and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. But there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know who you are. Disclaimer, Bench on Selva podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for diagnosis or treatment. In this podcast, we cover the topic of eating disorders, so if you find this topic triggering, it may be better for you not to listen to this podcast. Always make sure to put your mental health first. Hello everyone, welcome to the Binge on Selva podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anshi, and I'm your host. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you are all doing well. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to ask you a favor. If you do enjoy this podcast, please rate it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts so we can spread this podcast among more people. I'm not sure if you know, but you can now rate your favorite podcasts on Spotify. Just open the show and tap on the stars. It's super simple and it takes only a couple of seconds, but it makes a huge difference in my podcasting world. A few weeks ago, I've asked you through the Spotify poll whether you would be interested in an episode about body image and self-love in relation to intimacy. And since the answer was 100% yes, I assume it could be interesting and it's also a topic that I personally want to dive more deeply into for many reasons. I have to admit I am a little nervous. I'm all about honesty and being transparent, but I do like to keep a lot of things private, so I'm not gonna lie, this may be slightly out of my comfort zone, but I believe it is a topic that should be talked about more, because if we want, it will become just another taboo, just like so many other things related to body image and eating disorders in general. I also know that the demographic of my podcast is mainly people at the age of 18 and more, so we should be fine. So intimacy and bad image is what we're going to talk about today. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. First, it's important to realize that there are many ways how we can define and understand intimacy. Intimacy doesn't necessarily mean just sex. Intimacy can be about opening up about something that's really important or special to you. It can be about opening up in general 
and exposing your vulnerability. It can mean bringing your walls down and letting people into your life. It can also mean learning to trust to someone even though you've been hurt before by somebody or something else. Either way, intimacy is a feeling of being close to someone, feeling safe with them, feeling understood and supported, or at least that's how I define it, how I understand it. And regarding the question I've asked at the very beginning, what does body image have to do with intimacy? The answer is that it has a lot to do with it. The relationship we have with ourselves is reflected in most areas of our lives, including our relationships and romantic life. When we don't feel good enough in our own skin, how can we really feel good in any other area of our life, you know? It's much harder to see our self-worth, to open up, to feel comfortable enough around someone to let our guards down. And most importantly, if we don't love and accept ourselves with everything that comes with it, it's hard, I would say nearly impossible, to accept love from someone else. So naturally, when we don't feel good in our own skin in the long term, it's going to take its toll on our relationship and our intimate life as well. It's not like our relationships are immune to how we perceive and how we think of ourselves. I've never really been a confident person and with the onset of an eating disorder back in the day when I was 17, it took its turn for worse. And as you can tell, when you're this self-conscious and when you don't like or even hate the way your body looks, it's hard to open up, it's hard to believe that someone else could find you attractive when you really just hate every inch of your body. And it's definitely hard to get intimate and enjoy anything for that matter when all you can think of is do my ties look big or does my stomach roll? The more unhappy I became about the way I look, the more self-conscious I became about other things. What started as does my boyfriend really love me ended up with asking myself how could anybody love me? How could anybody find me attractive when even I can stand to look at myself in the mirror? I am not enough, I am not pretty, I am not beautiful, I don't deserve to feel desired or wanted or loved. A hand in hand with my low self-esteem and negative body image when jealousy in a relationship. I started to believe that one day my boyfriend is going to wake up and realize what a mistake he made by dating me and he is definitely going to find someone, someone much prettier and most importantly someone skinnier. I get to a point where I couldn't go out with our mutual friends without constantly comparing myself to all of the other girls there, loading myself, making myself believe that I am fat and that's the only reason why I will never truly be happy and why nobody will ever truly love me. And I know that my partner kind of knew that too. I kept reminding him over and over again how disgusting I felt and how ugly I think I am. And that again took its toll on our relationship because such an amount of self-pity and self-hatred just isn't okay. And like I've said before, if you don't accept yourself, it's hard to give and to accept love from those around us, including our partners. I've broached the subject of damaging power, of needing other people's approval of our actions and of our appearance in some of the previous episodes. 
And I think the need for someone's approval applies as well, if not more, when it comes to our appearance and our body and to if and how attractive we are according to somebody else's values. It's natural, we all want to feel desired, we all want our love interests to find us attractive and sexy and we want the, f- and we want the feelings to be mutual. That's how we humans are built and there's nothing wrong with that. But with the disordered body image, all these things take on a completely new dimension and they became a problem. A problem where it becomes impossible to objectively tell that you're beautiful. A problem when our self-esteem and our confidence are at their lowest. A problem when we constantly feel like we're not pretty enough, attracted enough, good enough. A problem when we believe we are bad in bed because our body doesn't look like the body of a supermodel. I became dependent on other people telling me that I look okay, that I haven't gained weight, that I look pretty, that I look this way or that way. If they didn't tell me, I was desperate and I felt like shit. And if they did tell me, I didn't really believe them. I'm very lucky that I have a boyfriend who has been very supportive all the way through my binge eating disorder and all the way through recovery and he has never made me feel unattractive or ugly or anything like that. But still, confidence and self-acceptance, all that must come from within. So even if everyone around you tells you that you're beautiful and attractive, you won't really believe it unless you are the one who thinks and believes that. The binge eating disorder kind of shaken things up for me even more because during that time I wasn't just mentally disgusted with myself, I also felt like shit physically. And the worse I felt about myself, the less attractive I felt, the more comfort I was searching for in food. So I binged more and more and that obviously led to even more negativity around my body image. And few years in the binge eating disorder, I gave up on any kind of intimate life that I would enjoy. I felt like I don't deserve to be happy in that area. I felt like I'm just too fat and ugly and disgusting to anyone. And I would like to say that this feeling is gone after the recovery. But to be honest with you, not completely. I still sometimes feel like I am not worthy of love or worthy of intimacy because of my appearance and my body not being seemingly perfect. You may object that if you don't feel attractive or good enough in a relationship, then it's your partner's fault for not making you feel attractive. And in some cases, I guess it may be true, but I personally think it doesn't really matter who we are with. If we ourselves don't believe we are good enough and worthy of love and attention, then even a partner giving us compliments 24-7 isn't going to fix it. It's such a cliche, but I do believe self-acceptance or self-love or however you want to call it must come from within. And when our foundations are strong, we know that when those days when we don't feel good enough in our own skin come, They won't affect us in the long run, because we will let them go. And on the contrary, all of the compliments and all that, that's just a nice cherry on top rather than something we desperately need in order to feel some type of approval. I find it really sad when I realize how much we let something so simple and so stupid such as weight to affect our mood and how we value ourselves. 
our body image became quite literally equal to weight and body shape. If we're not happy with the number on the scale or the shape of our body, our body image becomes negative. The body image is created and it exists in our heads. It changes over time, but it's still just in our heads. It's not a tangible or objective thing that we can measure. And what I personally found interesting is that if you don't accept yourself the way you are in the first place, then you could be 20 pounds heavier or, or 20 pounds lighter and you still wouldn't like yourself. Eating disorders and negative body image make us believe that it's all about the weight. If we would lose it, we would be happier and we would feel beautiful, which is what we want. But in reality, even if you lose as much weight as possible, you wouldn't be happier because you would always find something else to not like about yourself. I've struggled with my body image when I was almost 15 kilograms lighter and I do still struggle with my body image now being 15 kilos heavier. Paradoxically, my intimate life was much worse back then when I was skinnier just because I cared and worried about gaining weight and being quote-unquote fat that I didn't have the space or the mood to enjoy anything else. I want to believe that weight and how small or big or shredded our body is, is just another guise for not liking yourself. We believe that we are not good enough to get intimate, we're not beautiful, we think we're too fat, that our bodies don't look attractive and stuff. And with these thoughts, we are self-sabotaging, we are stopping ourselves from enjoying not just the intimacy in a relationship, supposing it is something we want to enjoy, but also from all of the other things in a relationship. Would you enjoy going for a walk if all you would think of the entire walk would be how much you hate your body and everything about yourself? Probably not. The times when I can objectively say that I felt my best in a relationship was when I let go of, of any body ideals in my head, when I let go of any expectations of what my body should look like, if anybody will find me attractive or not. And I've tried to apply the idea that if I feel good in my own skin, then it's going to be the best source of attractiveness for anyone. You could look like a model and wear the sexiest lingerie, but if you feel like shit inside, none of the external things will make you feel that much better. One of the hardest challenges for me has been seeing myself in underwear or in swimwear. As long as I have clothes on, I usually don't let the negative thoughts about my body get the best of me. But once most of the layers are gone, let me tell you, my mind turns into a not-so-happy place. I think, for me, seeing a reflection of my body is about facing the negative thoughts about my body as well as my fear of femininity, which I may talk about later in some of the future episodes. Funny enough, I know that it's all just in my head. Logically, I know there's nothing wrong with my body, I am beautiful just the way I am, I was made that way and there's nothing wrong with that. The really important thing that I realize is that we all need to do some extra work when it comes to our relationships with ourselves. 
there is nothing wrong with you and the precious time that you spend with worrying about something that you don't like about yourself is most probably something that most people won't even notice. You may not love everything about yourself but you should come to peace with it and accept yourself as a whole because you're the full package and that's beautiful enough. Few things that I personally found helpful are to build and to kind of boost your confidence through other things in your, in your life. I've noticed that when I am doing well in other areas of my life, for example, when I'm really enjoying and and progressing in my hobby or my career, that feeling of confidence transfers and reflects itself into other areas of my life. And when I feel confident in some aspect, all of the sudden it's much harder for me to feel so shitty about myself in other areas of my life. It doesn't have to be these huge accomplishments or promotion, it can be anything, anything that will make you feel more confident. I know it's not like a direct way how to start feeling more confident, but I do believe this can help at least a little bit. Another important thing is to let go of the idea that there is something like an ideal body. There are bodies, we all have one, but none of them is ideal. All of them are different and that's great and that's the way I think it's supposed to be. We all should be different. If there would be one ideal body that we all should have, then we would have it. But there is none, so we all have a different one. And the last thing that I find helpful is to focus less on the appearance and more on what's inside. Somehow we've made the appearance one of the most important things in life and we are so deadly focused on that while we miss on so many other great things that we could have, we could experience, we could enjoy. So if we try just a little more to focus on how we feel, how, what we are experiencing, what we can enjoy and try to focus less on how we look, what is our appearance, how big are our ties or if we have stomach rolls or whatever, I think we could be so much happier. So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, subscribe to the Bench on Selvaf podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or YouTube or any other platform. This way you will get notified whenever a new episode is out and you will never miss another episode. I'll be back next Tuesday with another Binge on Salvaf podcast episode. Until then, take care and talk to you soon. Bye. You have to be your biggest fan. And when things are really tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that. Because you don't know who you are.